you, Brother Mike, and good morning, friends. We greet you this Thursday morning from the radio pulpit. It's kind of a joy to be able to come today and share with you a message from God's Word. Now, today I want to share with you a message that I preached some time back and uh, taken from Matthew 24. So let's go right into that message. And I trust that it will be a blessing to your heart today. All right, let's take our Bible this morning. Turn to the book of Matthew, chapter number 24. Matthew, chapter 24. And I'll read two verses. That's verse number 32 and verse number 33. Matthew 24, verse number 32. Now Jesus said, Now learn a parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves. You know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, Know that it is near, even at the door. Now look over in verse number 44. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Now, uh, and then over in the book of James, chapter number 5, uh, one more verse that we want to read in light of the message, James, chapter 5, and verse number 8, the Bible said, uh, Verse number 8 said, Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And I want to take those phrase, those verses and try to preach today on this thought, how we know the Lord's return is near. Now James said, The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And he said that almost 2,000 years ago. And if it was through then, how much closer is the coming of the Lord now? And then here in Matthew 24, Jesus said, learn a parable of the fig tree. A parable is an earthly example, uh, an earthly illustration with a heavenly meaning and a heavenly truth. And so they, they will, of course, know, have known about the fig tree there in the land of Palestine at that time. And he said, when its branches tender, you know that summer is nigh. Taking a very uh, common earthly illustration to illustrate a, a very uh, sincere and a very sobering truth about the coming of the Lord. Said, so likewise ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. And the things that he's talking about is found here in these, uh, chapter number 24. Now, as you study the Word of God, you'll find that there are two phases uh, to the second coming of the Lord Jesus. There, that of course, is the rapture of the church, and that is what we are waiting for. That is what we are anticipating. That's what uh, will be the next event on the Lord's calendar. And then there is the revelation when he comes uh, back to rule and to reign upon this earth. But I want to deal today uh, primarily with the rapture of the church. And, and let me just say by way of introduction, I'm well aware and I know that you know that there are those that claim to have special revelations. And they, they, they go beyond what the Bible said and, and what we need to be aware of that there's a danger of sensationalism. Uh, there's a danger of overreacting and speculating. Uh, I remember 
19, uh, one preacher said in 1976, uh, that God, that communism would take over the world. Well, that's not what the Bible said. In Ezekiel 38, God said that he was going to bury Russia. So uh, we don't have to worry about communism taking over the world. And then others have said that uh, in the last days there will be a worldwide famine. Well, Amos said in chapter 8, verse 11, that there would be a famine of the hearing of the word of God, but not of bread. And then in Matthew 24, 38, the Bible said, uh, and as the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking. Doesn't sound like a famine there, does it? They were eating and drinking. And then another uh, thought that I have heard, uh, a statement that I've heard regarding the second coming of the Lord is that of the weather. Uh, some have said that before the Lord comes in the last days, you'll not be able to tell summer from winter. Well, that sounds good, but Genesis 8 and verse 22, the Bible said, while the earth remaineth, that seed time and harvest, summer and winter uh, will be here. So you don't have to worry about this concept of global warning that's going to be a summer and winter on this earth while the, while the, uh, the earth remaineth. Uh, so you don't need to have a, the weather is not a, a sign about the return of the Lord Jesus. But may I hasten to say those, these are uh, sensational signs and overreacting and speculating. There are some scriptural signs that let us know that the Lord's return is near. Of those three I want to give you quickly this morning. First of all, there is the sign of the scriptures being fulfilled. There, there is the sign, the prophetic sign. There is the return of the Jews to the land of Israel. In Ezekiel 11 and verse number 17, in Ezekiel 34, 13, 36, 24, and 37, 22, all of those verses tell us that God was going to bring Israel back into the land. So this is a prophetic sign that God uh, was going to bring his chosen people, the nation of Israel, back into the land. That I will take you out from among the heathen and bring you back. Well, in May of 1948, uh, Israel was declared a sovereign nation. And so they're, they're there today. They're in their land. They, uh, they're declared a nation. The, the prophetic uh, fulfillment of the scriptures. And then in Romans 11, verse 21 through 25, he talks about when the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, then that he would graft the branches back into the tree. Uh, the branches there, of course, talking about the nation of Israel. I either heard or read somewhere that back during the Six-Day War, uh, when Israel was at war with Egypt, uh, and, and Israel was outnumbered, but yet that someone was interviewing these Egyptian soldiers, and they said that a great fear came over them, and they just threw down their guns and ran. What are you saying, preacher? I'm talking about this scriptural sign of the fulfillment, the, the fulfillment of the scripture, letting us know 
regarding the nation of Israel, uh, that, that, that God is going to once again deal with the nation of Israel, and he's brought them back into the land, and they have been declared a nation since May of 1948. So there's the scriptural fulfillment. And then there is the social sign. In verse number 37 of our text, the Bible said, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So here is the social sign, as it was in the days of Noah. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Is that not what's evident? Is that not what is going on in this hour? That should let us know that the return is of our blessed Savior is very, very near. In Genesis 6, uh, you can find out and read what was going on in the days of Noah. Hey, there was not a worldwide revival in Noah's day, and there's not one in this hour. Genesis 6, verse 5, the Bible said that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Genesis 4 and verse 23, and also 6 and verse 13, it was filled with violence and immorality. That's what was going on in the days of Noah. That's what was evident and prevalent uh, in the days just before the flood came and took them all away. Well, friend, read the newspaper, uh, look at the news, hear the news, and we find out that that is what's going on in this hour all across of the land, and no one seems concerned, and no one seems to care about the return of the Lord. Uh, in the Bible said in Jude 14 verse, and verse 15, or verse 14 and 15, Enoch warned them, Enoch, the seventh from Adam prophesied, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints. He warned about judgment in that day. You see, those people were not, uh, they were not ignorant, but it was a willful, they willfully rejected. Uh, Enoch warned them, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And as he worked on the ark and preached and warned that generation, that judgment was coming. Not only that, the Spirit of God, Genesis 6 and verse 3 said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. So the Spirit of God was striving and working with them in that hour. So there's a days of Noah, the social sign. Luke 17, 28, as the days of Lot were, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, and they built it until the Lord came, until uh, judgment came upon the Sodom and Gomorrah there. So there's the days of Lot. You see, in the days of Noah, they rejected preaching. But in the days of Lot, they were days of perversion. Read those verses there, and it shows how that the, how that the sin of sodomy was very prevalent uh, in that time, and judgment came and took them all away. Well, he said, as it was in the days of Lot, we see what's being promoted in this hour. 
Spirit that ought to remind us, that ought to tell us that the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. In 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1, said, In the last days perilous times shall come. That word perilous means dangerous, or hard to deal with. Are we not living in that hour? 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 3, When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction. Friends, what's the word? What, what, what is the one word uh, that's on the lips of our leaders? That is the word peace and the word safety. But friend, he said, then sudden destruction. I'm talking about the social sign, the social warning, and telling us that the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And then not only if there the scriptural are being fulfilled, the social sign, but then there is the spiritual sign, the sign that relates to the church world. Uh, in Matthew 24 and verse number 12, he said, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. When look around today in this hour, uh, we're seeing uh, many, many today that were once on fire for God, loved God, was faithful to the house of God, but now because of abounding iniquity, uh, their love for the Lord, their love for the house of God, their love for the Word of God, and the preaching of the Word of God has grown cold. Oh, friend, in this hour there are those uh, that were once Faithful to the house of God, now they're uh, they're sitting at home. Uh, go, they're not even involved in the house of God nor the work of God. In Revelation three and verse fifteen, he talks about the church of the Laodiceans. He said, "Because thou art lukewarm," he said, "I would that you would rather cold or hot." And the, the Laodicean church is a sign, a picture of the church of the last days. He said, they're lukewarm. I'll spew thee out of my mouth. Uh, Thomas Guthrie, a, ro- a, a writer of another era, wrote this statement. He said, if you find yourself loving any pleasure better than your prayers, any book better than your Bible, any person better than Christ, or any indulgence better than the hope of heaven, take alarm. So we thank you for being tuned in today, and I trust the Lord will bless you, and we'll be tuned in tomorrow. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.